We find that it's so natural for our community to attend uh, networking events and to just naturally want to support each other. Um, it's kind of like, you know, when you, when you attend networking events, just normal networking events, it's, it's a little standoffish. Um, and that's why there's, I guess there's so many books and things that are kind of like how to network 101 or things like that, right? Um, and I find that our events, it's not really, we don't, you don't really have that kind of barrier. It's kind of, you already have that, that common thing where you um, are part of the community and you want to support the community. And so it's a very natural thing to kind of just figure out, hey, how can we support each other? What do you do? You know, maybe I have some clients for you, things like that. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Forsyth Podcast. This is episode number 94, and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. We are moving away from the manifestation series that we had in January. I know it's the end of January now, but today's episode um, is back to our regular scheduled business programming, and I hope you enjoyed the last few episodes. They were a little bit different. Um, We took a little bit of a different approach to setting yourself up for success in the new year. So let me know how you felt about them. If you want to see more episodes like that, send me a DM and I can definitely get more guests on to talk more about manifesting and goal setting in more of a spiritual and holistic sense. So just let me know. But today's guest is Jerem. He is the co-founder of Pride and Business, which is a company that was established in 2011 to encourage and promote small to medium-sized LGBTQ-owned and operated businesses and those that support the LGBTQ community in Calgary area. He shares the story behind starting Pride in Business and why having a like-minded community is so important. He talks about the challenges of growing it and being consistent with a company that you're funding yourself. Um, They recently became incorporated and Jerem talked about why they made that decision and how it has helped with growing the events and being able to accept sponsorships and really just take their business to the next level. Um, They've been doing it for eight or nine years since 2011 and so they had to make the decision if they wanted to do this for real and become a player in this game um, and having sponsorships, obviously, as any small business would know, is important. We also talk about stereotypes, myths, and challenges within the LGBTQ community, um, what that looks like just in the business community in Calgary in general, and how businesses can support equality. And we also talk about what kind of events to look forward to this year with Pride in Business. So. Let's jump into it. Here is Jerem. Welcome back to Poolside Podcast. I'm sitting here with Jerome. Thanks for joining me. No problem. Thanks for having me. Um, do you want to start with introducing yourself and giving us two fun facts? Uh, sure. So my name is Jerem Moriama oh, Bondar. Sorry. Um, no, no, <laughs> no worries. Everybody always gets my name wrong. And I guess one of the fun facts is I served as a Mormon missionary in southern France for two years when I was 19. Um, and my name is actually a Mormon name, which is why no one can ever pronounce it. It's either Jerome or it is spelled wrong. So my parents gave me this name that no one can pronounce. Um, so I'm the one of the co-founders of Pride and Business. I'm a consultant at Gallagher Benefit Services. Um, and I also have an amazing husband and a two-year-old son. That's awesome. 
Thanks. Your son's not here right now, I'm assuming. He's not here now. Okay. That's <laughs> okay. I was like, is he in a different room? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And how come you decided to do the missionary? What would it be called? Like a just a missionary? Yeah, or? so in the Mormon church, when you're 19 as a male, um, you have the option to go on a mission, and then the church kind of decides on where you would serve that mission. And so it's a volunteer thing. Um, and basically you go, you do a lot of like service for the people that are there and obviously trying to convert people into the religion, things like that. Um, so it's pretty rigid. It's kind of like you wake up at 630 in the morning every single day for two years. You just have no communication kind of with, you know, your friends or family. Um, and then, you know, the morning is like all studying. So because I was in a foreign country, I was studying little language every single morning, then studying about religion, and then going out and talking to people about religion, and then doing service, so like working at the local food banks and things like that um, every single wow. day for, for two years. So it's, it's pretty rigid. Um, I think, you know, for myself, obviously, um, you know, I'm gay, and so it was uh, kind of my last attempt to, you know, see if, if you know, that was for me, and see if, uh, you know, maybe I wasn't gay or, you know, right. seeing if I could be straight, I guess, at that point. Right. And that was my last attempt and obviously didn't work. So right. <laughs> came back from a mission and decided to deal with life. Wow. That sounds really intense. So it's, you're saying it's not a vacation in France for two years. <laughs> no, it's definitely not a vacation. No drinking, no yeah. nothing. Wow. <laughs> so. That's crazy. And are you from Calgary? Yes, born and raised in Calgary. Um, my mom is from Japan, northern Japan, and my dad is uh, Japanese-Canadian. Um, and so my mom moved here to be with my dad, and that's how we kind of ended up being in Canada. Cool, that's awesome. Um, so like you mentioned, you're part of the LGBTQ community. Um, so what has been your experience throughout your career in business and the workplace as part of the community? Um, I'll just dive right into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I think my experience in business is that um, initially I think I was a little kind of shy about my sexuality. I was really didn't have a lot of confidence, um, but I, I always tried to be my authentic self. Um, and I knew that being my authentic self at work um, in my early years would help me um, kind of grow and get past my fear um, of what people were, were thinking. Um, and so that wasn't an easy part, um, I think, of kind of growing in the business world, um, especially in Calgary, where it's kind of like you don't know if someone's kind of okay or not. At the end of the day, you have to just tell yourself who, who cares if, if they're okay or not. It's, it's who you are. Um, and so I think it's super important to be oneself in order to create change um, and make it easier for everyone else as well. I think one big thing is that people understand is that everybody's always watching you and people are, are kind of watching you, especially if you're a minority, to, to kind of look for an example or look for an easier way for them to, to come out. Um, and there had been times um, when I felt I should maybe keep quiet about who I am. Um, but I think it's also knowing that the company you work for or the company you built and the people around you um, will 100% back you up at all times um, and be there to support you. Um, and I think that also will, will provide confidence to an individual to become successful in, right. their, in their business life. I feel like, I guess that's good advice for everybody. Like, doesn't matter your background yeah. or whatever, just to be yourself, which boiled down seems really simple. But like you said, you have to kind of scope out where you're working, who you're working with to see how people are going to react. Yeah, and I, and I don't think it's just for like LGBTQ people. I think it's for everyone, whether you're 
you know, black or brown or, or whatever you are, um, or even a religious background, um, even when I was Mormon, it was all something where it was like, you know, do I want to tell people I, I don't drink or things like that? Um, I think it's important to, you know, especially if you're an employer, to create an atmosphere where people can bring truly who they are um, to the workplace and build that confidence so that they can be successful and make your company successful as well. Right. And have you found that it's, it's evolved since like you entered the workplace? Like, I feel like because of the media and people are talking about and there's so many more events and, and businesses that it seems to have evolved. Like, how would you say that it's different now? Yeah, I would definitely say it's evolved. Um, and I think, you know, the great thing about the LGBTQ plus community is that they have done a ton of work in the last while. And I think they've pushed it, you know, farther than any other minority group um, to make it acceptable. And, you know, if you, even if you look at larger companies, especially, they all have, you know, LGBTQ plus groups within their uh, companies and they have inclusion diversity officers, um, things like that. And so it, it's it's great that I think, you know, companies are realizing that having a diverse workforce and, and supporting that and being inclusive of that diversity um, is a huge strength um, for them. And I think it, it is, you know, all kinds of people bring everything kind of to the company to make it very strong. And if you are a company that doesn't support that, um, I think it can become a big issue and a huge kind of retention issue um, in, in your company. Right, which totally makes sense. Um, and would you say that there's like general misunderstandings or like myths about the LGBTQ plus community in business or just in general? Yeah, so I think, you know, kind of being in Calgary, like the, you know, like the old kind of old boys club mm-hmm. kind of still kicks around a little bit. Um, I think a big myth um, may be that, you know, everyone in our community is flamboyant or they're masculine or they're feminine, depending on your gender um, or things that we can and cannot do. I think it's important for everyone to realize that we are all the same humans. There are just as many LGBTQ plus athletes or carpenters or lawyers or any profession really um, out there. And that, you know, we may not be, it's just like saying if, for example, um, you know, guessing someone's straight or gay. It's it's pretty much impossible to really say that unless someone is very outwardly kind of showing that. Um, but I guarantee that people who say they don't know anybody that's within that community, they guarantee they do know people, but they may not have kind of come out um, to them. And so, you know, I think, you know, just the, the stereotype of people's mannerisms um, are kind of ridiculous. And at the same time, it's, it's kind of like, you know, even within our own community, we stereotype as well. Um, and we don't, you know, I don't support that either. Right. And so it's kind of just re- remembering that, you know, regardless of how anyone dresses or appears or, or acts, um, that we should be fully accepting of who they, who they are, right. Whether they are, um, any part of the community or any color or act feminine or masculine or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. It's such, I mean, obviously that's, again, it's such like an obvious thing, but because we all, everyone deals with that, like all types of people, like even as a woman, there's some women that dress very like sexual and very like want to expose themselves where other people just want to wear like turtlenecks or like more boyish type clothes. And so it's the same thing. Like, are you going to judge somebody based on what they're wearing? Exactly. And so it's, it's kind of like, you know, we shouldn't be like, you know, oh, she dresses like a slut or something. And, you know, she's expressing herself and it's not for us to kind of judge it or if she's dressing too masculine then maybe people think you know oh maybe she's a lesbian or or she's you know kind of like you know 
tightening up or something like that, right? And so I think it's important for us to always remember that, you know, people want to express themselves and we should accept them for, for who they are. Whether, you know, the guy at the office wants to wear a dress, well, who cares? I mean, is it really kind of negatively affecting you in that, in that time? And no, it's not, so. Right, yeah, and I think it's important to keep that in mind, especially when dealing with people, especially yeah. in business. If you're just like emailing somebody or like, there's a lot of non-face-to-face communication. So I feel like you would, email somebody the same so when you show up to a meeting like why would you be treating them any differently yeah you know exactly um and so why we're even on this podcast is because of pride in business and so you have a full nine to five job and then you decided to found pride in business so do you want to just explain to us what it is why you decided to start (laughs) it give us the full rundown so pride in business um basically the way that started was in 2000 well Basically, growing up in Calgary, um, you know, f- my friends and I, we, it's kind of a place where, especially, you know, when I was 21, so quite a while ago, um, you know, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a super accepting place. And so when you come out here, it was, you know, you kind of had just the club scene and it was kind of like a hidden, hidden kind of CD club that nobody really knew about. And when you would go there, you have some fun, but it was kind of like looking around being like, well... You know, it's not really me. It's, I don't, you know, I don't really want to get drunk every single night, and people are just kind of getting high and 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 not really doing a lot with themselves um, in life, and that's the way it seemed. Whether they were or not, we didn't really know. Um, and so it was really hard to identify myself with that because I had aspirations of becoming successful, having a career, going to school, all these things, and all the people I knew um, weren't doing those things. And so I kind of started disconnecting from the community in Calgary and started thinking, like, maybe I'm not, you know, really gay. Maybe it's, you know, I'm just not part of that community. Um, and so it wasn't until I went to school in Montreal where I started seeing that, you know, there's people that are LGBTQ plus doing so many things that are professionals, that are successful, that are in my university. Um, and, and because it's so much more open, that was easy for me to see. And that's where I really started to accept myself and start coming out. Um, to myself really in Montreal and so that gave me the confidence to come back and say hey you know what like it's totally normal that I'm like this and um, you know there's so many people that are successful and I felt that in Calgary there was but people just didn't know and so people weren't very open about it or or there was an avenue to get to know that and so when I came back um, I was working for corporate WestJet and my friends and I um, were talking about you know creating a venue or a place where people could get to know other people in our community that were doing, you know, great things that were professions that are business owners and also just showing especially young professionals who we can support um, and also what they can become and 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 have support doing what they want to do. Um, and that was when I owned a restaurant as well as uh, my friends, they, they owned a marketing company. And so we thought, OK, we have, you know, some strengths that we can bring to the table and we can look for um, other support to help that. And so they it was a good fit because they. Um, we're a marketing firm and they also did event management and so that made it pretty easy for us um, to kind of start having networking events so we started having these um, networking um, events in 2011 um, and it wasn't until recently we incorporated the company um, about two years ago and so um, now that company basically we hold you know, five to six um, events in Calgary um, every single year. Um, and the goals that we do, these community spotlights. So we spotlight um, a professional or professionals within our community or a business um, that are 
when I say our community, I, I say I mean our community like LGBTQ plus people, but also our supporters and allies um, in our community to showcase what they're doing, um, you know, what their business does, and to kind of show our audience that hey, this is a great person that runs this business that we can support. Um, and because we we tend to find that most of our community they want to support other people in our community or other businesses that support our community, um, and a lot of times we just don't know who because we just don't have that. And in Calgary, for sure, we kind of skip the whole. Um, gay village thing um, and so it's really become you know we go wherever we want but we at the same time want to be able to support um, those who support us back right that's awesome and so you when you were first doing them it was just more of like a get together kind of thing or just like there was no like name it was just more like a, an event that people came to um, it was it was pride in business initially, oh, okay. and so oh, you just incorporated it. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So we so I guess the big difference is that we initially, um, you know, we would kind of post on social media, and then people would come, and we have we'd have like fifty to hundred people coming to our events, um, and then we had different speakers. The great thing is that the city of Calgary also um, they gave us a lot of support and told us that you know they would support that community as well, um, and so. It, it was kind of informal because at the same time we would just be like, ah, oh, we're just too busy right now. So we'd stop it for six months or stop it for, you know, right. a certain period of time. Um, whereas now it's kind of more formalized. We have, you know, certain sponsors come on board. And so it's because we incorporate the company, we kind of have, I guess, created obligations for ourselves. Right. <laughs> so we can't be as, uh, as loose with kind of the timelines anymore. Right. And what was the decision to become incorporated then? Like, did you want it to become like, now you're like, we can turn this into a business or what was the, the decision for that? Um, the decision for that was basically when we were approached by TD, um, we had kind of, I had basically researched all the banks out because we were looking to bring on a sponsor. Um, it was the first time because previous to that, we kind of funded it ourselves um, or our companies funded it just kind of informally. Um, and so in talking with kind of the banks and deciding which one to go with, um, you know, it became apparent that we need to have a business account and all these things to kind of you know give an invoice out and get that money and all that kind of stuff and so that's where we were like hey we need to incorporate um the company and looking to actually creating an actual uh business for um, our sponsors to support um and kind of bringing on a sponsor was a big thing just because we had we didn't want to just take anyone's money we wanted to make sure that the the company that was our main sponsor was um an authentic a sponsor that was looking to be part of the community that had been doing a lot of work. Um, and so, you know, TD really was the bank that has been involved for so long that put so much money towards um, community initiative and the LGBT plus community and supports, I think, like over 90 um, prides in North America. Wow. Um, they have like LGBT plus directors and, and managers across the, the country. Um, and so I encourage anybody to kind of look at what TD does in, the, in those space. And it's amazing what they what they do, not just for the LGBTQ plus community, but for all um, minority communities. Right, which is what you said, what you were doing anyway in your business was showcasing people and businesses that are supporting, which I think is huge, even for just TD, because I'm sure there's lots of people that didn't notice what they were doing. So it's important to like, even to spotlight them, even though they're a huge company, yeah. to still show them Oh yeah, that they're showing you guys. Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny because a lot of people sometimes just assume I work for TD, right? <laughs> um, because I can talk really positively about them. But it really is when you look at what they do, um, it's very easy to kind of support that that kind of corporation. 
um, just because they are so authentic in what they do and they really put a ton of money and support um, to kind of back up what they're what they say right whereas I find some corporations are more bandwagon jump on the bandwagon see that there's money in that community or things like that and kind of follow but they don't necessarily um, truly believe in that initiative and so it's kind of just a way to, to kind of follow where businesses is going whereas I think TD has stuck their neck out um, to be the leaders in that space right oh that's awesome and what was the like going back to 2011 even till now what has been the community reaction to these events um so the initial community reaction was surprisingly um super supportive it was it was it was a great reaction that we had um we we find that it's so natural for our community to attend uh, networking events and to just naturally want to support each other um it's kind of like you know when you when you attend networking events just normal networking events it's, it's a little standoffish um and that's why there's i guess there's so many books and things that are kind of like how to network 101 or things like that right um, and I find that our events, it's not really, we don't, you don't really have that kind of barrier. It's kind of, you already have that, that common thing where you um, are part of the community and you want to support the community. And so it's a very natural thing to kind of just figure out, hey, how can we support each other? What do you do? You know, maybe I have some clients for you, things like that. Um, and so we find it super natural. And even for people that are not LGBTQ um, that come to our events, um, they also will say the same thing that people are so friendly, people are so willing to kind of connect and, and make a connection and support each other. Um, and so that, that for us is, I think, you know, initially we saw that there was a, a real hunger um, in the community to support each other um, and to be in a different kind of venue and space where they can meet other professionals um, rather than meeting people at a club. Um, I think there was a huge need for that. And that's where, you know, initially we, we saw, okay, this is, what, what our community needs and wants. Um, and so we should be trying to, to build something in that space. Um, but also, you know, our, our goal with this, with Pride and Business also is also to kind of connect all of the organizations in our community um, as well, because it, there's so many organizations in our community and each one is just as important um, in what they do. And so for us, it's important to kind of highlight and spotlight um, each organization as well um, to make our community stronger. Right, and was there, events or that were already happening in Calgary or was this kind of the first one so you know so of? there was there was previous events that have happened but they just didn't last um and so you know we I had been to a couple networking events previous to starting pride in business and they just they, they didn't last um it, you know I think it's I think it's tough to kind of hold and be part of or I guess responsible for the networking events when it's your kind of like you know second job that doesn't pay you at all right. um and so i think i think that is tougher for someone to kind of take on eventually it's kind of like you don't have time for it um and so for us i think it was just kind of keep pushing on it keep working at it um to make so sure that we had kind of a formula to work with and then moving forward but that also is kind of like the we the strengths of our team is that we all have different strengths um that we were able to contribute to it to make it a success um, and I think if it was just one of us or just two of us, it would be very hard um, to make sure that it was a full success. Right, because the responsibility of having to have a job, like you said, it'd be it'd be hard to keep going because yeah, life gets busy. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. Um, and how has we kind of mentioned it? Like you have a sponsor now, you're incorporated, but how has the group evolved since like the first event till now? Yeah, so I think you know from the first event, it was just very informal, like I said, um, and in the last. You know, two or three years is where we kind of decide, okay, you know what, let's rebrand it. 
let's you know make sure that we have you know social media and all these things our website um and then let's find a corporate sponsor right and so bringing on a corporate sponsor committing to their sponsorship was also committing to a certain number of events that we have per year um and then deciding as a team kind of where we wanted to grow how we wanted um you know to influence our community and so for us i think you know evolving um from just having networking events to now having spotlight events where we spotlight um, different professionals. So for example, this year we spotlighted um, some lawyers, um, actually all female lawyers that were um, part of the community that um, were supporters and they specialized in surrogacy, adoption um, for same-sex couples. And so um, we kind of, ha- we spotlighted their story on online and then we also had um, an event where you know they spoke and people could actually come and meet them. Um, and so that's kind of one kind of spotlight um, event. And then, you know, we always have a Pride fashion show um, annually during Pride to kick off Pride. Um, and that spotlights different retailers within our city. And so we use local retailers in our city, um, local model agencies, as well as people within our community to be models as well. Um, and we have some great sponsors. So we have like Tavern J Champagne and Bear Trend Wines and everyone always loves like a good, you know, open bar to come and celebrate (laughs) um but we just have like some really great sponsors that are always going to support and a lot of interest in new sponsors coming on board um and and so that the biggest i think one of the biggest things for us this year and moving forward and evolving um is our goal has always been to kind of let kind of calgary know that you know our community doesn't want to just be within our community we want to be a part of everyone's community we want to be fully inclusive and you know kind of showcase our allies and supporters as well um and so this year we were able to have uh, a small business award for the calgary chamber small business week um and so we ended up actually creating um, an award called the td inclusion diversity award presented by pride and business um and so the national manager al ramsey for td he flew out to present that award with me um this year at the small business awards um which went to ecofit and so it it was it was basically went to a company that is showing great initiative to be an inclusive um company and diverse company and is supportive of of lgbtq um initiatives as well and so it's kind of a a big thing for us just because it went to kind of more mainstream small business week in calgary we were part of the so we had a booth at the trade show um which is you know i think one of the first times there was an lgbtq like booth um at a business trade show um and then we also had a mixer where it was half kind of our community and half um, members of the calgary chamber of commerce um and so that was it was it was great for us just because you know especially for us we're able to see that there's so much more support um outside of our community and you know willingness to do business within our our community as well and so it's kind of just pushing our initiative forward uh, more into mainstream business community in Calgary. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations for Thank that. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, and lots of people that listen to this podcast are small business owners. And what are some of the ways that they, if they want to be involved, that they can support specifically Pride of Business or just the LGBTQ community in general? So I think for, for small business in Calgary, um, the way that they can support, su- show their support um, is by, be, by being visible. So even on their social media or in their stores or at their place of work, um, just showing you know, that they are an inclusive company. And, and that can be shown either by um, doing podcasts like this um, or they can have you know, a pride flag or a trans flag or things like that. Um, they can also be putting out policies and procedures to their employees to let them know that, hey, you know, there's no... Um, you know, 
we don't tolerate any sort of homophobia um, or any discrimination of any kind um, at our company. Or, you know, I think it means a lot for even my company, which is, a, you know, so Gallagher is a big global company, um, insurance brokerage. And, you know, the, the it's a new company for me. And so even when the, the president um, sends out a letter during Pride Month to everybody, 40,000 employees saying, you know, happy Pride Month, explaining you know, the company's policies on that. Um, it means a lot as an employee, right? And so I think as employers or small business owners, you have to remember that your employees are always watching you and you, you are like the, the, I guess, the, the biggest example um, to them in your company. And so what you do matters, what you say matters, you know, how you treat different minorities matters as well. And so I think you need, you need to watch only not only what you say, but what you're doing. And so by showing your support, like, for example, during Pride Month, or, you know, even if there's, you know, different religious um, celebrations going on, to be aware um, of just what's kind of going on in, in the community and, and supporting it. Um, and so I think it's, you know, just being, just, you know, being a champion of different minorities, you know, women, um, you know, women having equal pay, for example, is a big thing, right? Um, and, and our community and, and people with disabilities, people of color, um, I think it's just important that um, you're creating a space where people can bring their whole selves to work. Um, and along with that, then you'll get their full confidence and their ability to produce um, at work. And so I think for our community, it's kind of like when we see that there's a business that really supports us, we tend to navigate towards that, right? And whether we want to work there or whether we want to buy from there um, or use their services is, is a big thing um, in our community. Right. No, which is, I think it's a good practice for all businesses. Like there's no reason for them not to have policies like that in terms of all people and yeah. all communities. And so I think that's a good reminder for people to just make a point to yeah. do it. And I think for small businesses or, or companies in general, I think a lot of times when, you know, we, we hear of unjust things or we see, um, you know, maybe there's a policy that the government's putting in, in, in place that we don't um, agree with. We tend to just kind of like, like maybe I shouldn't say anything because we don't want to be political or we don't want to, um, you know, kind of take that risk of maybe losing customers that don't agree. Um, I think the companies that take those those risks and speak out and are kind of visible about their support for human rights and things like that, I think those companies are the ones that get the biggest rewards in the end. Um, and they may get some pushback, you know, in the short term. But, you know, I think, again, bringing TD up, if you look at their history, you know, when they first started supporting the LGBTQS community, um, I think it was like in 95 or 2005 or something, um, they had law, they, they basically made a non-negotiable kind of policy where it was like, we support these, these communities and we support um, the LGBTQ plus community. And if you don't take your money elsewhere, and that story, you know, is always given by their national manager, which um, is amazing. And, and that's kind of a thing where it's like on a smaller scale for a small business, um, you know, if you're able to be authentic and show that, you know, hey, you know, we're not going to accept this intolerance by our government or whatever it is, um, I think that the rewards are greater than the pushback that they'll get from losing certain customers that may not agree with that. Right. And like, do you want those customers anyway? Yeah, really? exactly. You know? And I think in the short term, you may say yes. Um, but I think in the long term, I think that you'll be happy that, you know, you took that stance and, and kind of stood by what you, you believe. Right. Totally. Um, and what have been, from like a business perspective and uh, incorporation, what have been the biggest challenges that you've faced? Um, so I think... Our biggest challenge, so initially I think a big challenge was our finances, um, just trying to ensure that we could have a space, we could um, provide, you know, like food and drink and things like that for our guests and, and make an atmosphere where people wanted to come to 
um, at network. Um, but I think, you know, kind of as our careers evolved, as we became busier and busier, it's really become time. And so time is, is our biggest challenge um, is finding the time. But we, you know, make a big commitment to our sponsors to hold certain events and do all these things. And so for us having full-time careers, it's always trying to prioritize, right? And so um, prioritizing, I think, is the biggest thing that helps us overcome that challenge. But time is just our biggest, our biggest challenge in, in making things happen. I can understand that. <laughs> like time is seems to be less time in this world for everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and what are some of the tools and resources that you used either when you started or even now um, organizing yourself? What have been the biggest help? Um, well, technology always helps. So I think for our team, you know, we, you know, we use Slack and we use, um, you know, Asana and different technology platforms for us to communicate and making sure that we're all on board um, with what we're doing. Um I think, you know, f- the thing about our, our team is that everyone has kind of specialties where they, they specialize into, for example, marketing or event management um, or social media, um, you know, or finance, things like that. So I think, you know, for us, our, our greatest strength and resources is is really what we all bring to the table and kind of collaborate um, on. And so, you know, for, for Pride and Business, I think, you know, going forward, we always look for strategic um, people to bring on our team that will be able to help us with that uh, growth. Right. Which is important. And there, you said there's five of you yes. on your team. Yeah. And did you all, were you all friends before or have you like recruited people? So, <laughs> well, three of us were really good friends from, you know, when we all first came out basically. Um, and then... You know, two of us are two of the, the kind of newer members um, have been within our friends group and, and we're friends of ours. And then we just saw the, kind of their their strengths and their talents. And we're kind of like, hey, you know, you want to join our team um, and help us out. And so um, they did. And that's been, you know, kind of a lifesaver for us and, and freeing up time and, you know, ensuring that we are kind of moving forward and building on the quality um, of, of the business. And so that for us is very important in, in getting the communication out, but then also making sure that our events are super interactive and not, um, I guess, kind of diverse events that we have uh, throughout the year. Right. And if someone was interested in starting a business like Pride and Business or just a program like this in general, what advice would you be? Would you give them? Um, so I would say to ask yourself what your goals are um, for starting a group. Um, I would say, you know, ask yourself, what do you want out of this? What what do you want to achieve? If you are doing it for a certain cause, um, you know, is this going to have the greatest overall influence and effect on that cause? Um, or kind of where are you looking at that, you know, that the angle of where you're looking at the cause from? So for example, like Pride and Business for us was a way of saying, okay, well, you know, right now we don't have a big presence in the kind of the business community. Um, and a lot of our of professionals in the LGBTQ plus community aren't maybe not super confident about being out or we just don't know who they are. And so how can we create a space where people can get to know each other in our community in a business sense um, and support small business and corporations in our community to kind of make our, I guess, LGBTQ plus community stronger within the business community. And so that was the biggest purpose for, for us, right, um, was doing that because as much as you know we want to support amazing charities and organizations in our community um a lot of times they don't have the the best way to kind of influence the business community part of it right and so we can help each other out um 
kind of by by having diverse organizations within our community. Right. When I think that also separates you from just other networking events or just traditional networking events, like you said, where most people first of all don't even want to go to them, which is an issue. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then what they're supporting and what they're doing that this is a much more like thoughtful way to go about it. Yeah. So I think you know the biggest advice I can give is to make sure you have purpose in doing it, right? And and that and that purpose you have, you should truly um, believe in. Um, in doing that and so I think if you if you truly have belief in what you're doing then you're going to make it successful you're going to work hard um, at kind of making it uh, a reality right and a couple more questions is there a podcast or book that you would recommend to the audience <laughs> I'll, I'll recommend your podcast now <laughs> um, but no I don't to be honest I don't really listen to um, a lot of podcasts and I haven't read a lot of books recently um, I guess you have a two-year-old, so I'm sure... I have a two-year-old, so I read time. a lot of children's yeah. books. Um, <laughs> I could recommend some children's books for you. Um, but I do read like a lot online articles um, every week, and so I think that's kind of my... Unfortunately, my reading um, is probably stuck on the phone, you know, <laughs> half the time, yeah. um, which is probably a really bad habit. Um, but I think, you know, if I can recommend an organization, mm-hmm. um, in our community, I think, you know, there's there's... An amazing organization called Rainbow Railroad. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it. They had a 60-minute kind of thing. Um, I've heard about it, but haven't really looked into it. Yeah, they were on 60 Minutes, I think, in the summer. Um, It's based out of Toronto, um, and it's getting a lot of kind of uh, exposure now. Um, But they're doing great things um, for the community worldwide. And so what that organization um, is basically saving lives, like literally saving lives from people who are in danger for being LGBTQ plus in, in countries that it's illegal. And they'll, you know, get them to a safe country, for example, bring them in Canada as a refugee um, and raising the funds to do so and working with the governments um, and, and also advocating for um, unjust laws around the world. Um, and so I think, you know, it's one one organization that, you know, for me, it's really like, you know, makes a huge difference and so kind of supporting them financially um is a big thing um that we want to do going forward um just because you know it's 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 a very real thing that's happening in our in our world um and we may not see that in north america or where we live in canada um because you know we're we're lucky to have um such freedoms and, and amazing laws to protect us um but, but, but I think that's where we can all make a difference is, is looking at different organizations within different communities and seeing what they're truly doing um, and supporting those communities so that they have long-term kind of support um, from all, all communities, really. Right. Oh, well, that's great. I'll link it below in case somebody wants to click through and read about it. Yeah, awesome. And if someone, not just a business, but if someone in general wants to get involved with Pride in Business, how can they do that? Um, so if they want to get involved in Pride in Business, um, they can follow us on our LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, and it's usually Pride in Business YYC, um, and they can connect through there. We can always discuss if they want to looking at, at you know, doing an event with us or a sponsorship, um, or just even if they just want to attend our events. Um, we definitely are, you know, our, our kind of goal is making sure our events are are diverse. Um, I think initially when we started them, it was really like 25 to 40 year old uh, males, 99% males would come out. Um, and so we're trying to really, you know, get that female demographic coming out um, to our events and our allies and supporters coming to our events and just kind of showing them what our community is about and that, you know, we are super open and 
and friendly with each other and, you know, looking to support each other. Um, and so I think, you know, kind of a, a misconception of events is kind of, I've had friends say, hey, Jeremy, you know, I, I would love to come to your event, but I'm not gay. Um, and it's not about being gay. It's about just, you know, being a part of the community and supporting our community. And so that's what we, you know, how we see our growth going forward is um, by appealing to more mainstream and, and, and connecting, you know, business community in the LGBTQ plus community with the greater um, business community. Right. And do you have your 2020 events planned? Do you know when the next event is? So we don't. Um, we actually have a meeting tonight for our annual our annual planning um, tonight. And so our team is getting together and then we'll have another one in the early new year to kind of finalize that before we um, release that. Awesome. Well, everyone just has to follow it on social media to stay tuned for the dates. Yes. And people can also email me if they want um, and, and we can we can kind of discuss further what they're looking to do. Awesome. Yeah, I was going to mention if people want to connect with you specifically, I don't know if you want to give your email publicly or your Instagram handle. Um, sure, my, my email is jerome, J-A-R-O-M-L-M-B. Just like Jerome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, at gmail.com. Um, and also my, my Instagram is jerome, L-M-B. Um, so they can always connect with me um, through there and then we can always discuss... Um, you know, what they're looking to do or how they want to, to show their support. Or, you know, we're also would love to hear about different businesses doing things um, that we can spotlight, you know. So there's so many businesses doing such great things in Calgary and we don't know about all of them. And so if there's anyone that wants to send us any information about that, we would love to get that story um, and let our community know. That's great. Well, thanks so much for sitting down and joining. It was very informative. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the episode with Jerem. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you are inspired to support not only all small businesses, but everyone in the LGBTQ community as well. If you like the episode, please go over to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this and leave a rating and review. It really helps. Also, follow me on Instagram. Poolside Digital is the Instagram for the podcast. And my own is Almost Famous with two Fs. Thanks again for listening and I will see you in the next one.